are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On Yankees. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Gotts. Please feel free to tweet questions or comments to either account. If you're a new listener, hello and welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you all enjoy today's episode. We will be recapping the sweep against the Orioles this past weekend and looking back at a game that happened 10 years ago tonight. But first, you can get Locked On Yankees and all other Locked On podcasts straight to your phone in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalayas, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. So the Yankees did what I wanted them to do. I said on Friday that the 2020 New York Yankees needed to play with swagger. They needed to beat teams like the Orioles and not allow teams like the Orioles to walk all over them. And they finally listened to me. Hallelujah. 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 And it wasn't just the team as a whole. I also mentioned how the Yankees ace and the Yankees' number two pitcher should pitch like an ace and pitch like a number two. And that's exactly what Garrett Cole and Masahiro Tanaka did in the doubleheader on Friday. So let's get into it. I obviously won't do a full recap of each game because doing a recap of four games is going to be a lot. So let's just focus on the good stuff, such as Garrett Cole pitching a complete game. And yes, I know, it's a seven-inning complete game, but still... He hadn't really done that, so hey, good for you. Also, he had a three-start streak in which he didn't get a win after all of those consecutive wins that he had, so he snapped that streak, which is good. And again, he looked like an ace. He made the Orioles look like the Orioles, or how the Orioles should look as compared to the Yankees. Cole only gave up two hits in his seven innings of work, and that didn't happen until, I think, when was the first hit? The fifth inning, and the second hit was in the seventh inning. He only walked one, and he struck out nine, so he looked really good. And honestly, it was about time that we got this Garrett Cole. This is the Garrett Cole that Yankee fans wanted to see when he signed that mega contract. The two hits he gave up were singles, One to Hanser Alberto in the fifth inning, as I said, and it was off a slider. And the hit he gave up in the ninth inning to Renato Nunez was off a knuckle curve. Oh, seventh inning. (laughs) Ninth inning. Hello. I meant the last inning. Seventh inning. Look, I'm still getting used to this seven inning stuff. And by the way, let me go off on a tangent for a second. I don't mind the seven inning doubleheader in 2020 with the way the season is going, I understand the need for it. But I'm seeing a lot of people, mostly national and beat writers, advocating for this to become something after 2020. And no, baseball should be nine innings. And if they want to keep the double headers at seven innings apiece, that I don't have a problem with. But some people want baseball to permanently switch to seven innings. And again, no. 
And then this ties in with the extra inning rule, you know, starting the runner at second, which I still don't like, even though it helped the Yankees the other day. I, I just, I don't, I don't like it. I think it's gimmicky and I don't want it to become a permanent thing. Just like I don't want seven inning games to become permanent. And a lot of people are also talking about how they don't want extra inning games to last too long. You know, because occasionally an extra inning game will go 17, 18, 19 innings. And personally, I don't like if the Yankees play games that long because it's, you know, scary to watch a game like that because it could end at any time. But as a neutral fan watching two other teams go that long, I love it. Okay, back to Friday's doubleheader. It wasn't just Garrett Cole who starred that day, but the Yankees' offense woke up. They scored three in the first inning thanks to a home run by DJ LeMayhew that was a solo shot. DJ! And a two-run home run by Brett Gardner. They scored two more runs in the bottom of the second, thanks to a two-run home run by Kyle Higashioka. And they tacked on another run in the sixth inning, thanks to Glaber Torres leading off with a double, Gary Sanchez walking, a pass ball happening while Mike Tockman is up, which advanced both Torres and Sanchez one base, and then Tockman hit a single that drove in Torres. So the Yankees win 6-0, Garrett Cole looks like an ace, the offense wakes up, and you're thinking, cool, I'm actually looking forward to the nightcap. Because heading into the series with the Orioles, I would have preferred to watch someone else's colonoscopy than watch the 2020 Yankees. Now, game two didn't start so great for Masahiro Tanaka. Cedric Mullins started things off with a first pitch bunt, and he got to first base. But then he got caught stealing second. I don't know if that was karma or what, but that was pretty funny. Jose Iglesias flied out, which is great. So there are two outs. And then DJ Stewart, who's suddenly Babe Ruth, hit a home run to put the Orioles up 1-0. Not a big deal, but still annoying. Masahiro Tanaka's counterpart, Keegan Aiken, didn't have a very good bottom of the first. DJ LeMayhew started things off with a walk. Luke Voigt hit a single. Aaron Hicks hit a sack fly that advanced LeMayhew and Voigt one base. Clint Frazier reached on a fielder's choice, and DJ LeMayhew scored. Then Glaber Torres hit a single that scored Luke Voigt and advanced Frazier and Torres one base. Miguel Andujar hit a double off the left field wall that scored Frazier and Torres. Gary Sanchez strikes out swinging. Gary, where are you? Travis Lakins comes in to replace Keegan Aiken. That almost rhymes. Brett Gardner walks, then Tyro Estrada grounds out. The fun thing about Friday night's game is that the Orioles started things off scoring one in the first, and then the Yankees scored 10 unanswered to win the game 10-1. Tanaka settled down nicely after the first inning. He ended up pitching five. He struck out five, gave up that one run on the home run, only gave up three hits. He did not walk anyone. The only issue was that he was up to 91 pitches in those five innings, so he wasn't exactly economical. But he obviously pitched well enough to win, and going five innings in a seven-inning game is like going seven innings in a nine-inning game. So after Cole's complete game earlier in the day and Tanaka lasting five and only needing two relievers to back him up, the Yankees' bullpen was nicely rested for the rest of the weekend. But before I recap the rest of the weekend, it's time for me to gush about Built Bar. That's right, Built Bar's back. 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors. 
caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. All of those flavors will be covered in 100% chocolate like the 12 originals, so I would imagine that they taste absolutely incredible. I've told you guys over and over and over again how much I actually love Built Bar. I am not lying about this. I buy Built Bars at least once a month because the boxes come with 18 bars. You can make a custom box with three of your favorite flavors. I've done this before with Mint Brownie Delight, Coconut Almond, and Salted Caramel Chocolate. I'm drooling just thinking about them because the best thing about Built Bar is they're healthy for you but they taste like they're bad for you. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, high in taste, good for the keto diet, good for anyone who just wants to maintain weight or lose weight. Either way, you're all set with Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Doesn't matter if it's your first order, your third, or your 50th. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. On Saturday, the Yankees needed extra innings to pull off the win against the Orioles. And while the offense wasn't on fire, Jordan Montgomery did a pretty good job. He pitched five and two-third innings. He struck out nine, only walked one, gave up one run that was unearned, and gave up three hits. Now, because of Friday's games being a complete game by Cole and a five-inning outing in a seven-inning game by Tanaka, the big guns of the bullpen were used on Saturday. After Montgomery exited the game, Chad Green came in. He pitched one and one-third. He got a strikeout. Zach Britton gave up a hit in his inning of work. Aroldis Chapman struck out two in his inning of work. And Jonathan Holder... Pitched a clean inning in the top of the 10th, which allowed the Yankees to walk off in the bottom of the 10th. That happened thanks to DJ LeMayhew starting off at second base, Hunter Harvey uncorking a wild pitch, which allowed DJ LeMayhew to make it to third, and Luke Voigt hitting a sacrifice fly to center field that allowed DJ LeMayhew to score, and the Yankees won 2-1. Sunday was a lot like Saturday in that the Yankees' offense didn't really score a lot. They scored one run in the third, and that was after Baltimore scored a run in the second. Jay Happ gave up a home run to Renato Nunez. Thank goodness it was a solo shot. It was the only one that Happ gave up in his five innings of work. He did pretty well. Five innings, gave up that one run on five hits with five strikeouts, no walks again. As I keep mentioning every time Happ pitches... Since that one outing where he walked six, he hasn't really walked anyone. The home runs are still a problem, but thankfully, again, it was only just the one. And the game remained tied until the bottom of the eighth when Glaber Torres came in as a pinch hitter and did what he always does against the Orioles. Suck the souls out of their bodies. (laughs) He hit a double in his pinch hit appearance, which scored Aaron Hicks and Clint Frazier. The Yankees went up 3-1. That's how it would end. Aroldis Chapman came in in the top of the ninth. He got Pedro Severino to pop out. Renato Nunez to strike out swinging. DJ Stewart, otherwise known as Babe Ruth, was called out on strikes to end the game. The Yankees win. They sweep. They play like the Yankees. And Yankee fans are feeling a lot better today than they were feeling a week ago today. The only thing that's slightly irritating about today being an off day is that they seem to be on a roll and you don't want the momentum to be stopped, but 
they're not going to have an off day through the rest of the season. So this is actually a good thing. So as I teased at the top, I'm going to talk about a game that happened 10 years ago tonight. And I knew it from the date, which is, I know, scary. But if you've listened to this show, you know how my brain works. There are certain things that I can remember. And this game was one of them. So it was September 14th, 2010. The Yankees were in Tropicana Field to play the Tampa Bay Rays. Think about it. Think about the date. Think about the opponent. Think about the fact that the Rays and the Yankees were tied at this point in the season and how important this game was. I want you to close your eyes and pretend it's September 2010. The Yankees are coming off their world championship year. They're in a back and forth struggle with the Rays while playing head to head with them. They're in Tropicana Field. This is a big game. Are you remembering? You'll remember when I talk about it. Let's go. Lineups. Derek Jeter, Curtis Granderson, Mark Teixeira, Alex Rodriguez, Robinson Cano, Lance Berkman, Austin Kearns, Colin Curtis, Francisco Cervelli. Your starter is Yvonne Nova. For the Rays, John Jaso, Ben Zobrist, Carl Crawford, Evan Longoria, Matthew Joyce, Dan Johnson, Carlos Pena, Melvin Upton Jr., who wasn't Melvin Upton Jr. back then, Reed Brignac, and your starter was Mac Garza. Matt Garza is the guy that spit every two seconds, right? I'm remembering that correctly, I think. Now, the one thing about this game that I'm noticing, and I'm remembering because I watched it, each team used a lot of pitchers. The Yankees used six. Tampa used one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Good Lord. And it did go into extra innings. And my favorite thing about this box score is the start time weather is 72 degrees. The wind is zero because they're in a dome. Oh, and the other stat, 28,713 people. So nearly a sellout at the trop for this game. The umpires, home plate, Ron Culpa, first base, Lance Barksdale, second base, Ed Rapuano, and third base, Tom Hallian. So the scoring got started in the top of the third for the Yankees. Derek Jeter walked. Curtis Granderson hit a double that advanced Jeter to third. Tex hit a line out to center field, which turned into a sack fly because Jeter scored on it. As A-Rod was up, there was a passed ball. Granderson made it to third. A-Rod hit a single that scored Granderson. Cano hit a home run that scored him and A-Rod. So the Yankees scored four runs on three hits. They're up 4 nothing at that point. In the top of the fifth, A-Rod hits a home run, solo shot. Then after Cano walks, Kern singles, Curtis walks, Cervelli walks to score Cano because the bases were loaded. And then Derek Jeter strikes out swinging. So the Yankees get two runs on two hits. They leave three on base. It's 6 nothing at that point. The Yankees are up 6 nothing. okay? I'm going to say it again. Going into the bottom of the fifth, the Yankees are winning 6 nothing. And as the bottom of the fifth ends, they're losing 7-6. Carlos Pena started things off with a home run. Melvin Upton Jr. hit a double. Reed Brignac struck out. Then John Jaso hit a single that scored Upton. Ben Zobris grounded out. So at that point, there's two outs. Carl Crawford walks. Evan Longoria hits a single that scores Jaso. Matthew Joyce hits a single that scores Crawford and advances Longoria to second. Boone Logan comes in to replace Nova. Willie Ibar... Hits a three-run home run to put them up 7-6. And then Carlos Pena, who started everything off with a home run, ends the inning with a strikeout swinging. So the Rays score seven runs on six hits. 
I can remember watching this game and being so annoyed by that inning. How do you have your team score six runs and then you give up seven? Right away, it wasn't even a chipping away sort of thing. They scored seven runs in one inning. Looking back at this box score has made me remember how annoying the Rays were back in 2010. So in the top of the sixth, the Yankees get a run back thanks to a Robinson Cano double that scored Curtis Granderson. So the Yankees are, uh, they're tied. That's right. The teams are tied all the way until the top of the 10th. This is important. Dan Wheeler comes in to replace Rafael Soriano, because remember, he was their closer before he was our closer. Jorge Posada comes in to pinch hit for Francisco Cervelli. And I'm picturing this home run in my head right now because I remember watching the game clear as day, even though it was 10 years ago, he hit the ball to deep center field, put the Yankees up 8-7. And I remember at the time thinking, this is a really big home run for the Yankees. And it was. I also remember thinking that I wanted the Yankees to score more than one run in that inning to make things less sweaty, but that didn't happen. After Posada's home run, Jeter hit a single, Lance Cormier replaced Dan Wheeler, then Curtis Granderson struck out looking, Mark Teixeira hit a fly ball to deep left field, and A-Rod struck out swinging to end the inning. So, it's 8-7, Mo comes in to replace D-Rob, who was pitching before him, Jorge Posada moves to catcher. Brett Gardner goes to left field and replaces Austin Kearns. So, Carl Crawford hits a single to start things off. Evan Longoria hits a fly ball to center field, although that didn't advance Crawford to second. As Matthew Joyce is up, Crawford steals second. Joyce's at bat is slightly long, and on the sixth pitch, this happens. Big lead for Crawford. 3-2. High pop-up, right field. Golson makes the play, tagging is Crawford. Here's the throw, here's the play, he's out! A game-ending double play! What a throw by Golson! And Crawford does a baseball no-no. He makes the final out of the inning and the game at third base as the Yankees win 8-7. to seven. Oh, what an ending at the drop. Here's the catch, and flat-footed, he makes this throw. One step, good catch by A-Rod. Good reception on a short hop. He knew he had him. Tom Hallion makes the call, and Crawford makes the third out at third base. And the Yankees have now split the first two games of this series. What a throw. Just an absolute laser from right. Good pickup, good tag, and the end of the ball game. And with that play, Mariano's pump, and it moves the Yankees back into first place. What an ending here in St. Pete. Just an amazing finish to this game. It took 10 innings. Yankees win 8-7. They're back in first. Pinch hit home run by Posada. Stick around. We got an award to give out. That night, my dad said, you never make the third out at third base, which is what Kay said during the call. But making the last out of the game at third? Good Lord, Carl Crawford. One, thank you for being so silly. I guess he didn't know about Greg Golson's arm. And thanks to Greg Golson's arm for providing that kind of a moment. Now, as we all know, the Yankees ended up finishing second in the AL East. They made it to the ALCS in 2010 and ended up losing to the Rangers, who ended up losing the World Series to the Giants. 
On tomorrow's episode, we will be previewing the Yankees series against the Toronto Blue Jays, who will be in Yankee Stadium this time. We'll see how that goes. And for now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can subscribe to this show at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Himalaya, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your Monday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow.